this is Rob Powell, and today in Techstober Talk, we're talking to Damien Houchen of Midstone Scott about the Aussie Summer of Cycling and his 2020 season. Alright, welcome back to the new episode of the Tex Turbo Talks. It's the second one of the 2020 season and it's a new season and we also got some new teams uh, riding with Tex and one of them is Mitchelton Scott and I'm happy to have on the line Damien Housen. Damien, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Aussie in the middle of Aussie summer of cycling and it was getting hot out there yesterday when you were riding uh, Race Torquay. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, it's been a pretty unusual start to the Australian summer, I guess. Um, I think they stated stage four or something of Tour Under was the coldest stage in uh, in the race's history. So it's definitely been quite mild. But race talk here yesterday, uh, yeah, the temperatures really turned up. But what was it in the end? Did you jump in the ocean there or did you ride back to Geelong? Um, well, we're luckily staying around the corner. Um, so it's just a matter of getting back to the hotel room and... Uh, had the aircon dialed to minimum, ready to to get back to the room in a bit of comfort. But uh, yeah, now I probably got up to the Garmin was reading, yeah, just a touch under forty degrees. Oh, nice! And uh, I think the uh, the forecast for this weekend for the Cadell race on Sunday is going to be pretty hot as well. Um, I think it's actually quite mild. I haven't um, taken a closer look yet, but uh, yeah, it's always a tough race with. Yeah, if the if the elements do turn up with some extreme temperatures, um, yeah, and adds an extra dynamic to the racing. Uh, so for you, you're from you are from Adelaide. There was no TDU in your program. I thought I counted only like three TDU uh, participations for you so far in the career. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's a race I really enjoy, and racing on uh, on home roads and training roads is uh, pretty special. But um, yeah, I guess the the calendars for us riders are put together um, back in October, November, and uh, the team has plans for me um, on the back half of the season. So keeping that in mind, uh, not racing too much too early um, is generally the plan. So, um, yeah, kicked off racing at the Nationals, but yeah, really now um, with Cadells and Suntour coming up um, is my summer of cycling here in Australia. Um that I can actually get stuck into it. What was the feeling yesterday in race Torquay? Did you already felt like you were going to be ready for those next few races? Or yeah, um, yeah, I've worked worked hard in training over the last couple of months, and um, it's always a bit unknown. I think I was moving okay, nothing too, uh, nothing super, but well enough at nationals. So it was just about uh, fine tuning um, areas that I knew I needed to improve on to come into some racing. Um, yeah, like the Cadelvins Road Race and Sun Tour. So yesterday was a nice introduction to that. It was pretty aggressive racing, um, something that you can't replicate in training. Um, so for us um, to to get into the racing, pinning on numbers again, and uh, be surrounded by a peloton of other riders and have uh, have that tempo dictated to you rather than riding at your own comfortable tempo um, is something something that uh, you need to expose yourself to um, coming into a block of racing. Uh, and expectations for for Cadell Road Race is going to be all out for for Impy, all, all in for him? Uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty um, open plan at this stage. We haven't really sat down to 
to go over the the final roles within the team. Um, obviously, the race is as hard as that course is, um, has come down to a sprint in the last couple of years. Um, so it's probably probably um, some teams that want that to happen again and other teams will be looking to be aggressive and make the race a lot harder to get rid of those pure sprinters. So, um, yeah, we'll have to sit down with the team and discuss the tactics further. I think over the last couple of years, it often had it like there was a bit of a fair bit of wind and a bit of headwind on the home stretch as well, which made it even harder to prevent the sprint uh, with a big group. So obviously something probably to take into consideration for you guys as well. Yeah, it's it's a race that's played out in many different ways in the past. There's been uh, additions where before even getting to the circuits, there's been crosswinds and splits happen. Um, the race partly rejoins there's been other races where we've had a solo winner um aggressive racing negative racing yeah it's kind of had it all um and the conditions have a lot to do with that but we'll have to have to see what uh sunday sunday brings and the plan that we bring to the table and how it all unfolds and then after sunday it's uh, probably on to wednesday for the jaco herald sun tour uh a tour is probably Quite special for you. You won it in 2017, third in 2016 and 2018. Any ambitions or any freedom for yourself that this year already that you know of? Or yeah, it's a race that I always uh, seem to travel quite well in. Um, yeah, I enjoy the racing there. Uh, local team, local world tour team, participating uh, in the Sun Tour is a special feeling. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of decent results, so. Um, yeah, and this year finishing up Falls Creek will be the first time that I've been up there since uh, since winning the stage uh, a couple of years ago. So um, looking forward to the challenge. We've got a, a strong team um, with the likes of Simon racing. Um, sets us up well, but I think, uh, yeah, there should be a few opportunities along the way um, depending on what the other teams um have in store for their tactics against us but um yeah it's always a challenge what do you reckon is going to be the size of one in that one is it going to be the false creek or just the or the more maybe steepier one the tougher one to mount Bulo? um well i've ridden false creek creek many times before um in training and then obviously in the the stage a few years ago and, and i've never I've never ridden up Mount Buller, so I've heard it's quite challenging. It's probably more decisive. I think it sounds like it's a bit steeper and more consistent for 15, 15 kilometres rather than Falls Creek has its has its ups and downs, some tougher bits, some bits of recovery, and uh, yeah, it's really, I think, two different climbs. So I'm predicting Mount Buller to be more decisive, but we will see at the end of the day a 30-kilometre climb up Falls is uh, never an easy feat. All right, and then we finished the Sun Tour at Stage 5 in the city of Melbourne. We often started it with a prologue, and now it's going to be a finish in the city centre. What what adds that to the atmosphere of the race? Yeah, it's always good uh, to finish the race in Melbourne. Yeah, We've obviously started with a two-kilometre prologue in the past, um, which has kicked the race off. Um, now finishing with a, a circuit race in the city, creates an opportunity to have large amount of spectators to to watch the final stage and uh yeah it's an exciting race with often a 
a bunch sprint at the the finish to conclude the tour. And then it probably marks the the end of the Aussie summer of cycling. Uh, when we look ahead to the rest of 2020, as you said, the team uh, has some plans for you later on in the season. Uh, what what's on your calendar next, and what's it going to look like for you this year? Yeah, well, firstly, I'll pretty much I'll fly out from Sun Tour, heading back over to Europe, and obviously I got to acclimatize a little bit to the colder temperatures. So I'll spend a little bit of time at home before rejoining the team at a bit of a training camp, uh, and then the racing for me will most likely begin at. Catalonia, followed by the Ardennes Classics and Romandie will conclude my first mini block of racing um, before the team puts together a more solid plan for the, the remainder of the season. So, um, yeah, we kind of take it month by month, but with a general outline um, that's given to us. How do you see your role for, for the next season? Is it still got to be like a... Yeah, basically luxury domestique for, for, for the yeah, GC riders like the Yates brothers. Yeah, I think it's something I've enjoyed uh, working on in the past. And uh, yeah, I'll continue to hopefully develop in that role. Um, I think I've also had a bit of a taste now after the Vuelta last year to, to chase my own success on particular stages. So um, yeah, I think incorporating that this year will be um a nice change but it's yeah for me still 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 focusing on our team leaders and um yeah playing the team role uh, to deliver them uh for the result yeah what was it in for Velta? five breakaways that you were in yeah yeah it was uh, that'd be correct and yeah, uh, uh getting close to a stage win on what was it, stage 11 or 12? Yeah, something around that, stage 11 to 12, yeah. Um, yeah, that that was probably a, a defining moment, I guess, that um, it, I, I saw an opportunity and uh, was close to close to taking it. And um, yeah, I kind of know now, I've been racing for a few years in the World Tour, that um, hopefully a maiden world tour win is just around the corner so uh giving myself those opportunities and with the support of the team as well as playing the uh supporting role um something something could well develop yeah um you talk about like a win obviously we talked about the sun tour but there's like one other big profile win in your career the gold at the under 23 time trials in the 2013 yeah is there something that you still have ambitions for, like in in the time trial. Um, it's something I'm uh, always have in the back of my mind. Um, it's something that I think has come quite naturally to me over my career. Um, I've probably turned away from a little bit, focusing a little bit more on uh, my climbing abilities and supporting our leaders in the mountains, um, rather than uh, spending many hours a week on a, a time trial bike um having said that i think uh there will be a few opportunities throughout the year to to see what results i can pull from a from a time trial perspective and i think it's just uh a decision i made a couple of years ago with the the limited amount of time trials um that i have in my race program um along with um, finding a new passion within the sport uh, has caused me to to turn away from it a little bit, but it's definitely uh, not something I'd want to completely give up um, and keep that as a strength. 
and add, added versatility to to my riding style, which is always a positive. Do you still remember on the, that day who you overtook in a time trial? Yeah, I do. Um, he mentioned it to me, uh, I think it was at the Vuelta last year, and ah. he had the same question for me, um, <laughs> why I kind of uh, didn't continue down that path. Um, yeah, so old uh, Victor is now uh, one of the leading time trials in the world, obviously, and uh, yeah, I think he was my one or two minute man, um, and I was able to overtake him. He was the European champion at the time. Um, still with probably uh yeah 10 kilometers from the finish so yeah i had a really good day um on the bike back in uh 2013 um it was a special moment in my career and it's something um i'd worked hard towards and i knew it was something that if i could deliver um my best performance that i could walk away with a, a world championship and it's something as much as it's an under 23 world title another elite world title it's um, a nice little memento that I can carry forward. Um, it's obviously mentioned a fair bit and, yeah, uh, you can't take a world title away. Yeah, because the rider we were talking about was indeed like Victor Campanac, obviously the world hour record holder at the moment. Um, it's not somewhere when your ambition that you think at some point in my life I want to do an attempt at an hour record? Or <laughs> No, I don't <laughs> at this stage, no. Um my days of riding around a track ended a few years ago now and I uh, definitely yeah. have no ambitions to to uh, slog it out for an hour. But, um, yeah, it's commendable for the guys that are um, taking the time to focus on such a uh, grueling event. Yeah. If it, just a few more names that they were in the top 10 uh, that year, uh, Stefan Kung, Ryan Mullen, Lawson Craddock. Yeah, not a, not, a few, not a bad list to beat uh, by a fair bit of margin. Um all right, we've got to wrap it up. We've got like the Tux Turbo Talk fan question of the week. And yep. this week, the question was from Corp D'Artour, and he wanted to know, what's the best souvenir from your cycling career? Best souvenir? Yeah. Ah, uh, that's, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, it's obviously, yeah, we get to um, to meet a lot of fans along the roadside um, at the buses and um, all around the world, and many uh, many fans give us uh, small tokens, pictures drawn. Um, I can remember a young Japanese girl uh, giving our team at Tour Down Under a couple of years ago um, a, a sticker set that had our names written in Japanese along with a little um, badge with a cartoon character of our face and stuff like that. It's kind of, uh, it's nice that the fans, um, yeah, follow the racing and have a passion for it, but also want to provide something of their own to the riders. So, um, yeah, off the top of my head, that's probably something, um, I can recall. That's pretty cool. Um, because I know like some riders, what they do nowadays, I think Lawrence Stadam did it last year, especially when he was riding these uh, race numbers and he was exchanging them for like a bottle of wine at the end of a stage race. Is that, is that something uh, that you might think of, like change your numbers for something that you collect? Or Yeah, I often give away my numbers and uh, yeah, jerseys and stuff like this um, throughout the season. Um, but for us, um, yeah, I... Don't expect anything in return, kind of thing. It's uh, 
yeah, it's just nice to to have the appreciation of the supporters that follow um, myself and the team. All right, awesome. Okay, we're going to leave you to it. I uh, hope you enjoy the air conditioning there in in Melbourne for, for another couple of hours and, may, and good luck tomorrow. Uh, sorry, not tomorrow, but Sunday uh, with the Cadell race. Thank you very much. And obviously in the Sun Tour and hopefully uh, yeah, you can make it back to that podium and hopefully just top step again. That'd be very nice. All right. All right, people, thanks for listening to uh, this Tech Turbo Talks with Damien Housen of Mitchelton Scott. Um, if you enjoyed this one, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Always helps uh, to get the word out about the podcast. This was Rob Bauer with Damien Housen of Mitchelton Scott. Stay tuned for the new Tech Turbo Talks.